springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. It's peak season for asparagus, which pairs perfectly with a light and crisp rosé. Many bottles of champagne and sparkling wines are perfect for adult Easter baskets. And they're really cute, too. My perfect brunch? Belgian waffles with extra whipped cream and a holiday pour of your sweetest rosé. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine & More. Cheers! This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ping.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. From burnout and exhaustion to joy and fulfillment. Through the act of serving consciously, it's time to rediscover your passion. It's live with Elizabeth and guests on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Good afternoon and welcome to Serving Consciously. I'm your host, Elizabeth Bishop, and thank you so much for tuning in and joining us today. This hour is really about having a conversation. Um, The more I think about it lately, the more I'm convinced that our world is poised for breakthrough when it comes to how we serve each other. I began this show with traditional service providers in mind, healthcare and social services, for example. And then I began to see many service providers in the world who felt called through alternative modalities like energy work, or even for people who are called to serve loved ones in a different capacity as a result of illness, illness or aging. And service is an energy that guides and influences our actions with each other. I've come to realize that we really all are here to serve each other. And some of us are just very aware of that calling and in fact ignited by it. There are a number of factors that can get in the way of joyful and conscious service. That's very true, whether it's about budgets, overwork, or perhaps limiting perspectives in our society. And I believe it's important to remember that we do have power to make adjustments. We do have power to affect the systems and structures we find ourselves in. And we do have power to determine what is meaningful and fulfilling for ourselves as service providers in the world. You have something to contribute that only you can. It's in your power to discover what that is and allow it to guide your particular style of service. And that's what these conversations are all about. I encourage you to check out uh, my website at servingconsciously.com and there's a number of resources there and and also a space for you to leave me your contact information if you're interested in hearing about registration for online programs and other things that are coming up, all conscious service related. So today we are going to continue with our commitment to self-love circles and Cindy Mackey is joining me again today to share some wisdom and strategy um, around another aspect of self-love. Uh, looking at movement, meditation, and body-centered strategies. And I just want to remind you who Cindy is. Cindy Mackey is a life coach and intuitive who is absolutely passionate about her work. She's a heart-centered, positive thinker who offers doing what she loves to facilitate others in living a life filled with passion, fulfillment, and satisfaction. Cindy's interested in all kinds of things, but hands down, her truest joy in life is to encourage and support people in finding and living their true, authentic selves. As an intuitive and empath, she brings a unique body-mind-spirit approach to sessions with successful people who find themselves stuck or looking for answers in some area of their lives. Through coaching, energy work, or a combination of services, individuals create change on a deeper level in a meaningful and powerful way. They get unstuck and move forward in life led by passion and fueled with certainty for the future. 
Cindy is trained internationally in specialized coach training with Marsha Weeder, as well as co-active coaching through the Coaches Training Institute. She's a Reiki master and has many different healing modalities to draw upon, including her favorite modality, Nova Light Therapy. Cindy received her certification in this modality in the beautiful setting of Maui and regards this gentle, life-affirming energy work as the most powerful and profound she has yet experienced. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I'm thrilled to be here today. Yeah, thank you for coming back. I've just been loving our conversations and sharing this um, process of the self-love circles that you've created. So thank you very much. Sure. <laughs> so last time, I just want to sort of give a recap. The first time we talked about um, self-love and the self-love circles, we were talking about the importance of defining what self-love means to each of us personally. So sort of having that baseline blueprint kind of, so to speak, that identifies what self-love feels like and then what it also looks like in our lives. And then last time we spoke about boundaries and there was so much there. I think after we got off the, um, after we finished the interview, we were realizing there was a couple little pieces we wanted to pick up on and we'll do that today. Sure. Um, yeah, but we talked about boundaries and how it connects to self-love and service because that's often a really um, hot topic when it comes to serving other people, what boundaries we have as far as what we're giving and how we show up and how we have to care for ourselves and all of those things. And we talked about setting boundaries more in terms of intentions that we declare within and then follow through with in the moment. So it's not so much about you know, figuring out our boundaries and then running around to make sure everybody understands what they are. And we have to watch, you know, we have to watch that they're not overstepping them, but more about knowing what they are for ourselves and then practicing honoring those boundaries with other people. Mm, beautifully said, Elizabeth. That's, yeah, I love that. Which I think is just so powerful. Eh? It's like, a, it's like a flip in the way that we look at things. You know, I, I can remember a time in my life where I was more concerned, you know, like that person's pushing my buttons or that person is stepping over my boundaries, but I, I was attached to making it about them stopping, <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, doing that, which is really challenging. Yes. Do, right. And it's more about knowing when we need to remove ourselves from a situation or say no or whatever we have to do um, in order to honor the boundaries that we have identified for ourselves. And again, we talked last time too about boundaries being fluid, right? And not yeah. the place that we just arrive at. But mm -hmm. there was this piece around boundaries that I wanted to touch on that was related to near the end of our last conversation, we were talking about the boundaries that were related to boundaries we held with ourselves, not so much about how other people were involved, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. So I think the boundaries with ourselves, we, we need to be just as clear about what those are as we are with, with other people. Um, because it, I think that it uh, is a very self-loving action to, to persist in or to um, create an honor, as you say. Um, because our, you know, our cells and our body are always listening to us. And um, there's a really interesting phenomenon that uh, when I was in my first coach training, they talked about this thing called apoptosis, which is is um, a normal, healthy thing. And it's it's about um, cellular atrophy or cellular death, which is a normal thing. Like we're always losing cells every day, and we're always making new cells every day as well, too. So it's a, it's a, it's a natural process. Right. But one of the things that um, they have discovered in science is that when you um, say to yourself, I'm going to 
Um, you know, say no when I when my body tells me no, I don't want to do this. I'm going to those words are going to come out of my mouth. So if we make that decision for ourselves and then, you know, we yet again say, we don't say no, we say, okay, I'll do that. So then our body recognizes, you know, that we've just not honored what we said. And um, there is an actual physiological response in the body to us not sticking with to our guns, so to speak, with regard to that. So it doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to die as an organism tomorrow, but certainly not. But it does change our physiology and it can make us less able to adapt to things, less flexible and and just, you know, overall not trusting ourselves. Not- I'm so glad that you brought that up because I was thinking, you know, in preparing for today, I was thinking about that. And it, and it really is like, how do we know where where are we alerted to our boundaries you know, when we're about to um, not honor it or whatever, it's within right. our body. Yes, that's right. right. That's right. That's right. And I mean, I it's it's very subtle. Like, I don't think our brain gives us a message. Hey, you know, 10 cells just turned off because you didn't do that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, I mean, we might get it in, you know, being more confused or just not being clear about things or not feeling mo- as motivated about um, life in, overall. So honoring yeah. those boundaries and then you know it's it's kind of the same thing as when you're cleaning your house you know if if you um you know are one of those people that okay I'm going to clean the house so I spend you know how many hours this day and then at the end of the day I look at the house and the whole house is clean and I'm like oh wow the house looks great I I'm so happy about that <laughs> whereas you know we have a plan and we just kind of get distracted and we don't do it then it's like oh you know you just don't feel the same about it right everything's clean but the bathroom oh I'll just close the door don't look in there um it's 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 but we know we know that's (laughs) that's that's right and then we almost have this little like oh please don't let anyone look in the bathroom because it doesn't you know (laughs) um so I mean I'm I'm being kind of a little bit silly but but really it that is what happens we create a smaller world for ourselves and we're like oh don't, don't let people know about this and oh not about that and I don't feel so good about this um, it's it, it makes it more and more challenging for us to go out and feel strong and healthy and look forward to what we're doing. And, and then, of course, when we're providing service to others, it's going to affect the quality of service that we can provide as well, too. Well, I think, too, I, I totally agree with you. And I think part of the reason might be because it takes us out of our state of presence with ourselves Excellent. when we when yes. we don't honor our boundaries. Right. And when you were talking mm-hmm. about the physiological response, I thought, I wonder if it's almost similar or maybe it's part of it but like triggering the stress response mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that fight yeah. or flight or freeze kind of thing because our bodies know that we are not honoring yes ourselves That's and right. I mean for me like I it just flashed in my mind uh, you know um an interaction a few months ago where you know there, and quite often this happens where there's patterns in our relationships or our lives right and you mm-hmm. come up against it again you know you've already had the whole uh, dialogue or monologue with yourself about how you're not going to do that again yes and, and then there you are and the situation has come up again and mm-hmm. and this happened in you know it was a sim- it was an ongoing kind of habitual pattern of communication with somebody and the situation came up and I said, well, you know, I started to, I started off by honoring myself. And then I heard I was just about to go down the old path. I was just mm-hmm. about to say, well, I can change that. I'll change my plans, you know, to accommodate, oh. you know, 
just about to do it and I could feel myself getting upset and I did and then I didn't do it I didn't and so I I was able to honor the boundary and afterwards I was like a little bit oh a little bit of the fluttery feeling almost as though I had triggered a stress response but Mm. then after I felt like so much more peaceful and I thought you know because quite often what happens when we honor those boundaries that do involve other people we um we're setting a new precedent, right? We're shifting yes. the dynamic. Yes. So quite often when we do that in a really gentle way, just from the perspective that we're honoring what works for us, mm-hmm. um, rather than being angry with people or whatever, uh, it starts to change it and they stop doing it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be this big conversation we have about, you know, <laughs> again, I'm going <laughs> to identify the boundary and don't step over it. <laughs> right. That, that's right. Yes, 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 yes. It's it's a it's a very natural process, and it and it's all you know all about like we're talking about going with the flow and being fluid with things. Like oh, yeah. today, I'm I'm changing up the the role that that I play with you, and I'm not going to change my plans. I'm going to stick stick with what my boundaries are, and and give it back to you to decide how you want to respond to that without yes. any attachment, without attachment, without guilt, and without blame. Yes. 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 To all of those things. You bet. You bet. Now, one more little thing about boundaries before we, um, we move into focusing on, on, you know, our, our, um, movement meditation and body strategies today. Mm -hmm. What about the boundaries that we have or that we hold that are actually self-limiting? Like those glass ceilings that we create for ourselves, those limits that we put, you know, on how much we can receive or attain or, you know, that keeps from achieving our heartfelt desires, you know? Yes, yes. Oh, that's that's great to identify that as well, too. And those probably are more challenging than the others, even even mm-hmm. so, because um, we tend to be quite firmly rooted in the belief that that you know, we're not allowed to have that. And it takes, it takes more dedication and more work. And probably I think the tra- the strongest thing that can help with that is doing a lot of visioning and getting a sense of how we're going to feel differently when we choose to allow ourselves to move forward, you know, to be, let ourselves be a little bit curious about, I wonder what would happen if I tried this. And I'm not changing, you know, I don't have to change this the whole time I can just try it and, and see what happens and to be a little bit curious and you know as you're practicing that kind self-talk and having good boundaries it gets a little bit easier to relax a little bit with that yeah process around oh I can't do that into maybe I can do it I, you know I you when you make progress when you talk nice to yourself and instead of saying oh that was a dumb thing I can't believe I did that dumb thing and you're saying that was a good try that, you know, and, and look how that turned out. The other person didn't bite your head off. They just were very kind and said, oh, everyone has days like that, dear, or whatever right. happens. Um, you know, we start to see the world is, hey, the world is a little bit safer than I thought it was. <laughs> so Absolutely. That, yeah. And, and I'm safe, you know. Yes. That's a big piece of it, too. I love what you were saying there. Just, just, I just want to highlight, you know, the, um, the integration of being curious about the what ifs and the possibilities, mm-hmm. you know, and the being kind to ourselves, in which we did talk about in our last episode around uh, self-love, um, yeah. you know, the boundaries around speaking, you know, kindly to ourselves. But even if we're going right back to the root of what does self-love feel like and what does it, how does it look in my life, it's almost like it be, would become easier to expand those self-limiting boundaries 
the more that we're growing in a, in a place of self-love. Yes. It almost seems like it would flow, you know? Yes. Yes, that's absolutely true. And, and it's, you know, coming from a place of curiosity or, or having a sense of wonder or just, just being like a silent observer and seeing what happens. And then, you know, um, it can really add so much more to life, you know? Yes. It really can. Yes. So. Yeah. It's it's just so cool how it's so interconnected, right? Because really, when we do have those self-limiting, you know, boundaries or whatever, there there are those belief systems behind the scenes that are at play, right? That we've yes. been continually going over and over and over again. And it can yeah. be such a, you know, that moment of aha where we're like, wow, like just really realize, wow, I believe that this is not possible for mm-hmm. me. So if I believe that, then I'm not going to be able to see it, right? Yeah. There's just no way. So your idea of let's get curious and let's just start to push it a little bit mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just notice when that belief comes up again, that we can be gentle with ourselves and say, you know, it might not be necessarily true. That's right. You That's know, right. what are the other options? Yes. Yes. And, yeah. and having that awareness is, is um, I think uh, almost essential, you know, having that awareness that I actually do have a boundary here. And, and instead of going, oh, you know, look at what you did to yourself. It's like, oh, there's, oh, look at that. You know, that's yeah. standing in my way. I wonder what would happen if I did something a little bit different. Exactly. If I went in a different direction or if I just, yes. you know, pushed on it a little bit. Maybe it would give way, you know. Because I yeah. think at the same time, too, that those those self-limiting boundaries have often been constructed as a way to keep us safe or, or protect, yes. right? It yes, that's right. That felt, you know, scary or dangerous. And so it was something we put in place so we wouldn't have to experience that fear. And then it's yes. serves purpose. So, you know, it's not like it was always, always the wrong thing to do or that we have to get frustrated about that, but just that, yeah. oh, maybe there isn't as much of a need for this anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I wanted to touch on that because often when we think about boundaries, we're thinking about, what do I have to, what boundaries do I have to erect yes. in order to, you know, ensure that I'm, ma- you know, maintaining a space of self-love and that I'm, um, you know, showing up in effective ways with other people and I'm nurturing my relationships, etc. And there are the boundaries that we need to, you know, take down or dismantle. Yes. There are the ones that need to be erected. So I think it's, mm-hmm. it's important to think about it from both angles and and ask ourselves okay so what's happening right now are there boundaries I need to put in place that feel loosey-goosey or wobbly or are there some that I could take down that would give me a sense of freedom yes yes that's right yes well thank you for thank you for weighing in on that because I I thought it was an important distinction for us to make oh thank you and thanks for for uh, having the astuteness to to ask about that great (laughs) so now we've checked in on the fact that you know, just like with, with any of our emotions or, you know, anything that we're understanding really in within ourselves or in the world around us, it comes through our bodies, really. The information comes through our bodies. And I know that that was a huge aha moment for me a few years ago when, you know, uh, I was aware of thinking my feelings all the time, trying to analyze them. And I, you know, knew that I wasn't feeling the depths of my emotions and I could have conversations with people about that and it could be recognized. And then it just clicked like a light bulb one day when I realized, wow, well, my emotions come through my body and I often feel very disconnected from my body or not feeling grounded in my body or present in my mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so no wonder I was not kind of getting the full experience of that. But our bodies tell us so much, right? There's so much information to be accessed through yes. that physical vessel. So we're going to go, carry on here and talk about movement and meditation and body strategies that connect to self-love. But let's take a really quick break and then come back and we'll dive right into that. You're listening to Serving Consciously. I'm your host, Elizabeth Bishop, and we'll be right back with my guest, Cindy Mackey. part of your life mission to be of service to others? Making a difference in the world is a tall order. You are the resource when it comes to serving humanity. Beyond taking care of yourself, learn to create self-connection in your life. Integrate who you are with what you do find a source of inspiration and energy that surpasses your wildest imagination. Register for the Self-Connection Series at www.elizabethbishopconsulting.com. Look under Programs and Services for details. Are you a helping professional looking for inspiration, resources, and community? Visit socialworkhelper.com for relevant articles and learning opportunities. Connect with other difference makers in the world. Socialworkhelper.com back everyone you're listening to serving consciously and i'm your host elizabeth bishop and today cindy Mackey is joining me again for another version of the self-love circle uh we were just talking about boundaries and kind of going through a little bit more information that we hadn't got to in the last episode um and we're going to dive into our body now we're going to talk about body strategies movement meditation and how this is connected to self-love so cindy can you give us an idea of what happens in this part of the self-love circles that you provide? Sure, sure. So, um, you know, within a group, I probably what we would start out by doing is talking about, you know, what's what's your favorite movement type of thing to do, you know, or how much do you move during the daytime? Do you have a an awareness of that? Because uh, 
certainly, you know, different when you do more administrative work, you're going to be probably more sedentary than if you're, you know, working with little ones or, or, or yeah. um, more, more active. So, so there's, you know, an aspect of that. And I think, um, you know, with people sharing, it, it kind of gives each of us our own perspective on how much we do or do not move and, and not to be judging ourselves, but just to see, oh, okay. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of movement in my work and uh, maybe I, I'm um, when I get home and I and I want to sit on the couch and, and not do anything for the first half hour when I get home. Maybe that's OK, because I've been running right. all day long. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of more about having a little bit of stillness. Um, but it really helps people to kind of get, you know, hearing other people's thoughts about what movement means to them. And is that a value? Is that important to them? Um, can kind of give us a, um, a more in-depth awareness of where we're at with that and how in tune and in touch we are with our body. Because as you say, Elizabeth, our body gives us so much information. And when we know how to listen and get the messages, we can really, really be in good congruence with, you know, our thoughts and how we feel and our emotions and keeping that all kind of agreeing with each with each other all those parts right. agreeing with each other so so life is is smoother and and um you know a more, much more joyful experience absolutely that's the gift of that alignment and that integrity right mm-hmm. and having mm-hmm. everything sort of going in the same direction so i imagine you must get a lot of different uh responses from people about what movement means to them um yeah. And, and what is important to them as far as movement is concerned. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, certainly, you know, for the, from a physical perspective, our bodies are designed to move. And, and the more we move, the, the better it is, so to speak. Because yes. you find um, sometimes when you're more sedentary, like, and then you start moving around more, you're just like you're tired or you have aches and pains. And you, and you can almost be kind of adverse to moving because, oh, whenever I do that, you know, that hurts kind of a thing. Exactly. Um, so, so I, I think that, um, you know, and for some people, they are very kinesthetic. They're very tactile. So they're very in touch with their body and, and how they feel. And they know if they haven't been moving, they're restless. You know, I, mm-hmm. I know for me, myself, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself um, athletic by any way, shape or form, but I noticed that, you know, when I'm sitting in a room, I'm the first one that's wiggling around and, you know, I'm always kind of shifting around. And so I do, uh, my body does need to move and I, and I do my best to, 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 to remember that and, and to move. Uh, Whereas other people are very, you know, um, very much able to focus and concentrate and sit, you know, in one position for a long time. And then, um, you know, they don't even notice that, (laughs) <laughs> that they're 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 still or their body's sore you know they don't even notice yeah until they go to get up right <laughs> that's right yeah yeah it's kind of like you know when you I I, I like going in the water and, and swimming I'm not and uh, but I notice you know when I've overdone it when I trying to step up the stairs to get out of the pool I'm like oh my goodness what happened uh, <laughs> yeah so um it's 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 really good to have that body connection and um t- to recognize you know when you're pushing yourself because there are certainly you know schools of thought that are like you know what my description would be is excessive boot camp where you just like push yourself no pain without you know no gain without any pain and I'm Mm -hmm. I my body doesn't like that um my body likes let's just have a nice little stretch and push out a little bit but don't you know exhaust yourself and try and do more than than what you're capable of at this moment anyways yeah 
And I think that's key in this moment because it changes. Like, you know, a lot of people would define, you know, movement, moving your body and that kind of thing as having a certain uh, kind of rigorous exercise routine, whatever that might be mm-hmm. for that individual and feel as though they're not, um, you know, doing enough if they're not working out several right. times a week at, at a high intensity. Right. And then other people might be, no, that's not for me. I want to do something more gentle like yoga, or I just want to go for a walk every day or whatever it is. But it can also come down to like what you're saying. I mean, if we have sedentary jobs, if we're sitting a lot, is recognizing the fact that we, you know, we benefit if we get up every once in a while and move around, move our bodies, stretch a little bit, shift our environment a bit and then come back. Yes. Yeah. And even, even if you're doing work, um, that you know involves a lot of thinking and processing and planning. You, I mean, you you could be so much fresher if you take those little breaks and and and, and come back, or um, even just yes. getting away from our computer screen, which is you know really hard on our body as well too. Um, so those and and the way that I would tie that into self care is is to recognize that my body is part of who I am and I want to honor that body and I want it to feel comfortable. I want to feel comfortable in my body. Um, yeah feeling comfortable in your own skin and feeling, you know, and re- I really love what you were saying there too. If there's a lot of thinking or mental intellectual energy that's expended in the work that, that we're doing, that it can be so refreshing to just walk around for five minutes, to just mm-hmm. walk away and do something else and move and, you know, be in a different position or whatever to yeah. just kind of clear those cobwebs because, oh, I find for myself, like that can become such a trap. You yes. know, and then you can't, it's very difficult sometimes to turn it off. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes, that's right. And, 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 and exactly doing exactly what you said, going out for a walk and, and clearing the cobwebs. And it doesn't, have, I mean, you don't have to go for an hour walk or anything. You can go no. like walk around the yard or, or walk around the block just for 10 minutes. And there's a really great practice that I learned from uh, Sonia Choquette. So if you're, you know, stressed or you're in a situation, you're like, oh, I have to find a solution to this. And I can't, you know, I've been working on it for so long and I can't figure it out. And, and now I'm really stressed out. So, I mean, her suggestion is to grab grab a set of keys and go for a walk. So you don't need the keys to drive in your car. But um, um, and while you're out walking is not to focus on what that issue was or that your problem that you're trying to solve or the stress or the whatever's sitting on you. You simply mm-hmm. carry the keys in your hand, which, you know, tells you it's a subconscious signal to your mind to unlock. And right. as you're walking, you know, you notice the sidewalk, you, you hear the cars going by on the street, you look at the grass, you see the clouds in the sky, you see, you know, the leaves blowing in the wind, you see the people walking, you see the dog taking a pee on the, you know, <laughs> on the water. <laughs> like, I mean, you just, you, you, every, you see everything and you get like outside yourself and look at your environment and kind of reconnect with yourself by doing that and get out of your head and get into your surroundings, which bring, will bring you back to your body. Yes. I love that. I know when I was a, I, I was a really committed walker for a, for a long time. And I used to get nice. up really, really early in the morning and head out for an hour, an hour and a half. And then I used to walk again at the end of the day. And it was in both scenarios, like if, you know, if anybody can relate to this, but those mornings when you wake up and Maybe you've been having dreams you can't really remember, but it feels like you've been doing something all night long or you wake up with a kind of, 
you know, wonky energy or funny mood or, you know, maybe you're not looking forward to your day, whatever it might be. I used to find just getting out first thing and going would always, and I mean, of course, there's endorphins and things like that that are happening as well, the oxygen, the movement and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. But it would clear, it definitely cleared my mind. And at the end of the day, especially when I, you know, was working in jobs where I had a lot of contact with people throughout the day and there was a, a lot of that interaction going on. When I came home, it was just sort of like, I used to imagine that I was walking along and anything that was troubling me was sort of falling out the back of my head. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> onto the sidewalk, you know, yeah. and I was yeah. kind of walking through it. And I cannot count how many times I'd have breakthroughs. Mm. Um, just little insights or little solutions, just a letting go of, you know, that hamster wheel yes. in mind that was just banging into a brick wall over and over and over again, you know? Mm-hmm. There was something mm-hmm. about movement. Like, I mean, you could really take it as a metaphor, right? Like, the movement is actually moving you through it. Yes. You know, and helping you move along with it so that something can can break through or something can be seen from a different perspective. Right. Right. Oh, that's great. It's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and it changes mm-hmm. too. Like our bodies needs change. Don't you find as far as movement or exercise is concerned? Oh, that's for sure. I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, uh, the most important thing about movement is to, to do something that you enjoy, to do what you like, you know, um, a lot of people will like to be outside and, and, and really, really enjoy that. And then there's others that are like, no, I, I want to stay inside. You know, I'm, I'm happy to um, go into an indoor pool and go for a swim and be in the water. That's, mm-hmm. that's great. For me. Or, um, you know, I want to go to a yoga class. I like to be inside and I like, you know, the quiet of it and the stretching and, um, you know, it's, in a sense, you know, the only person in a yoga class that you compete with is maybe yourself versus what everyone else yes. is. So it, it's, it's very, um, you know, person centered, like to, to the individual. Yes. Um, and I know certainly the yoga classes that I've attended anyways, the, the, um, the instructors are always talking about, do, you know, listen to your body, do what your body says today. You might be able to stretch this far and maybe tomorrow you're not going to hardly move at all. And it's all good in the whole mix of things to, to, yeah. to honor and recognize that. So yoga is a great practice for, you know, honoring oneself and kind of being in that place where you're coming from self-love that says, it's okay if I don't, if I'm not perfect today. It's okay. Yes. Well, and that's one thing with yoga too, is there's often the coming back to the breath, coming back to the breath. So it, it does mm-hmm. sort of keep you. And I found when I went to, I would do Bikram yoga didn't mm. bay a bit and quite a bit out here in Vancouver too. Nice. That because of the heat, you know, involved in, in Bikram yoga, um, it really was essential. I found that I kept coming back to my breath because mm-hmm. it was so hot. And in order to kind of be able to maintain and go through the entire class without getting dizzy and things like that, I had to really be focused on that. So it was very, yes. it was very helpful that way. And I found too, like for me, uh, you know, I was the walker and then, and then I came out here and I was more and more into yoga and doing that. And then I needed to change it up. And that's when I ended up going to, to kickboxing. Wow. 
And so high intensity, but now there's been times where it's like, I feel like I need to do some yoga. (laughs) So we never always, we don't, you know, ever really find just that one answer. Yes. I'm just going to keep doing this routine forever and ever. Our bodies will say, you got to shift it up. It's this kind of exercise now or this kind of routine. Mm -hmm. So I think, Mm -hmm. and that's the same like with any kind of self-reflective practice or anything like that. The, the more variety we have and the tools that we can access, you know, um, to self-connect, to move our bodies, then, you know, I think the greater, you know, more valuable plan we kind of have for ourselves because there's yes. a bunch of different things we can choose from. Oh, of course. Yes, always, always. And, and you know, and some people, you know, like to do team kinds of things, you know, they want to. Yeah. They want to play baseball or they're really competitive. So they want to do, you know, play racquetball or um, do something where they can really engage in, um, you know, being successful if that's if that's what works for them. Or maybe they've got a lot of um, stress and they want to work it out. So they want to get, you know, in there and do something that really is very, very physical and allows them to have that release. Yes. Um, so it's, you know, all of that is, is a practice of self-love, like listening. What is my body telling me? What do I need to do? What, you know, and rather than, oh, you know, all my friends take this class, so I should do that. Or yeah. all the research says, you know, um, you know, walking is this or, or it isn't, you know, I, I mean, yes. it's, um, it's interesting. I mean, not in terms of research, I think the, the latest thing that I heard from my chiropractor the other day was, you know, sitting is the new smoking I'm like oh my goodness <laughs> oh no <laughs> like yikes there's a kind of maybe feel like I wanted to jump out of my chair for a second there but um, it's just you know little things like that are like oh okay so that, maybe yeah, that's a little bit of a motivating factor you know rather than being inspired by it but however however I move and however my body responds to that and rec- you know I recognize that yep and I love what you're saying about you know choosing things that we love that you know um maybe we feel drawn to that we get into it, learn a bit about it. We really love it and and carry on. Then maybe like I was saying, lose our zest for it a bit. So we want to try something else, but choosing something we love, I think really is self-honoring as well because, and I'm sure other people can relate to this too, but when you, you start a new practice or exercise routine or something, it can be so easy to turn it into a chore. Yes. Right. Like it's one more thing I have to do. Mm-hmm. And we get mm-hmm. stuck on an outcome sometimes. Like, you know, yes. we might think I want to do this because I want to lose weight or yeah. I want to look differently or I want to see, you know, the result in my um, sleep at night or whatever. And all of those right. things will probably happen. Mm-hmm. But, but when that's the motivation alone and, and we're disconnected from the actual process, mm. then that can become such a struggle and such a chase, right? That has no reward really at the end. Right. Yeah. And, and I, and I think that's a really good point to bring up as well too, because, you know, the move, like the self-love component there, sorry, the, the idea of, of movement as, as a self-love practice is you you don't want to be arguing with yourself and fighting with yourself. Um, I mean, there's certainly when you're first starting a new routine, I mean, sometimes we can jump up there and like, okay, today I'm doing this and, and off we go. And then, you know, and then we kind of lose our, our enthusiasm for it because, ooh, you know, that takes time out of my day and I don't get to watch my TV show or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, 
I, I mean, there's all kinds of things that we can come up with that it's reasons why we shouldn't do things when, if, we, if we're trying to avoid them. But um, I, I had a, a fitness coach one time and she was just so positive and she was always, you know, she'd always say, um, there are no problems, there are only solutions. And uh, so it's, you know, it's kind of a good way to look at things. And, and she also taught me and I, and I do this still to this day, as much as I like to go out for a walk, there's times when I just don't want to. Yeah. And, but except that I do know that my body wants to go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> my head that's telling me that I don't want to. So it's kind of like, you know, as you're, you know, tying up your shoes and going, oh, I don't want to go outside. It's too cold. Or I, I don't have time for this. You know, you just keep tying up your shoes and you put your coat on. And you just yes. Whine away to yourself as you're walking out the door. <laughs> and, you know, in a usually within a very short amount of time, the body's like, oh, you know, here we're finally going and doing this thing that, you, that I really enjoy. And, exactly. And, and you kind of forget that you, you didn't want to do it. And, 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 you know, nine times out of 10, you come home and you're like, oh, I feel better. I'm energized. I'm, I'm more relaxed. I'm, you know, oh, maybe I'll get it clean it out or something. Yes, you just, and it, it's just a whole different perspective too. And I can certainly say for myself, you know, when I've gone through those times where I feel like I'm pushing myself to go to yes. for a walk or go to a class or whatever it was. Um, well, I did a couple of different things, but I can, I can say a hundred percent of the time I never, ever regretted going. I, yes. at the end, I never said to myself, well, I wish I hadn't done that. Yes. So, so thanks yes. God. I got here, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. sometimes it is, again, just that, you know, sort of ego brain, you know, just creating the chatter and stuff. And, you know, I would find I'd be driving over to my kickboxing class and I'd be hearing all of this, you know, and then feeling anxiety about it then, mm-hmm. too, right? Mm-hmm. About going to class and, oh, gosh, I have to, you know, in the first 15 minutes is so hard and on and on. And then one day I said to myself, you know, you're in the car, you're halfway there and you know you're not going to turn around. Like, you know, you're going there. So what if we just stop having this conversation? Yes. Excellent. We just turn up the music and just, you just know what you're, that you're going to feel better after and then start to see how you can bring that feeling into the process of doing it. Yes. Instead of just, you know, waiting till the end of the hour for Mm -hmm. the kind of thing and start to notice when, you know, when the endorphins do kick in and when you start to feel a little bit more energized and you start to right. enjoy the class, right? And then yes. it be easier the next day and the day that, after and the day after. That, that's right. And, and, that's, and that is such a superb example of, of a practice of self-love. Like, I know I want to do this and I know my head is telling me these other things. And that's, you know, I'm just going to trust that moving forward and shifting my perspective, like talking nice to myself. Find a way yes. to make this work. Um, it's, it's such a it's such a um, enriching process to to, oh, it is. To, to to do that really. Well, and I think it gives us back a sense of power too. Like it takes the power out of this activity or this thing that because mm-hmm. we, we know we are going to be expending energy in a different way. You know, yes. we are asking our bodies to challenge themselves. A little bit and we're asking our mind to do the same as well when we start you know doing any of that kind of really anything because it'd be very yes. easy in our day and age to just sit around mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. To do, sitting down so yes. it does take energy to get our bodies in motion to begin with yes 
But you know what I found too, like when we think about emotions and stuff like that, like do you ever find for yourself, Cindy, if you're feeling anxiety um, or frustration or anything like that, that movement is actually probably one of the most helpful things. Oh, absolutely. Person. Yeah. I absolutely. And I'm, myself, I'm, I'm very tactile. I'm very kinesthetic and I like, and movement is really good for me it's, and it does help to, to move things through. Um, you know, there's um, like one of the things that I would recommend for anyone else who finds himself being, you know, inclined that way is to do some kind of intuitive dance. And by intuitive, I, I you don't even have to take a class. I mean, you can do it in your living room. Just put some right. music on and, you know, be quiet for a moment. And then just, you know, rather than even moving to the beat of the music, it's like ask your body, what what do you need to do? Like, do you need to wiggle your finger? Do you need to stomp your foot? And just let it show you what to do. So, I mean, it's a process to tune in a bit to, to what it is. Yes. Um, but yes. I find um, that that is, that's one of the, the my, my favorite self-love practices is, is to, to dance and to, and to, to move that way. And I, and I found that I basically start that with an intention and I've, if I've got something on my mind or something I feel frustrated about or something that's going on, I simply put it an intention, show me what this is about. And inevitably my body will start and I just let it move however it moves. And I, I mean, it's told me stories every single time I've asked, show me what this is about. I can't tell you how powerful that's been. It's just, I love that. I love that because, and I love your language of show me what this is about. Because mm-hmm. one of my first things that I would go to, if, if I've got feelings, I'll say, tell me what this is about. Well, of course, and that's going to come through my brain most of the time. Right? Yes. Yes, it does. Exactly. Yes. I like that a lot because that's another way that we can connect with our body um, mm-hmm. is, is when we notice that we've got an emotional something or other right on in there right so like depending on how it is for each person you know you might feel sadness might feel like heavy in your chest or anxiety Mm -hmm. might be like a lump in your throat or a big knotted ball in your belly or whatever it is like tuning into where those emotions are and then being able to just go sit with it Mm -hmm. you know um and ask what are you about you know what what yeah. what's the information like and sometimes there isn't any like sometimes we don't have to understand every single little thing but sometimes there's a really good piece of information in there right mm-hmm. oh yeah that's that's absolutely true and, and not having an expectation about what's going to come either so I, I think it's really great that you made that distinction between tell me which which comes from our mind and show me which comes from our body um i want to thank you for that because i would normally say <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you need to tell me. (laughs) My mind goes straight to work, right? But show me is different because I think that could come through, like you were saying, if you're doing something like the intuitive dance or it could just come through your heart. Oh, gosh, that's so true. And 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 for me, at least, I'd I I have found that um, when I say show me and I ask my body to give me a demonstration, I have absolutely no doubt I don't question what comes. I'm just like, there's the answer. Whereas with my mind, I've got, you know, no, 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 no. How could that be? (laughs) I want to poke a hundred thousand holes into what the answer is. Um, So yeah, for me at any rate, I, I find that that that's a better, better way to, 
to use movement to to have a self-love practice to explore what my body needs like what am I feel you know I'm feeling so upset in this moment and what is this about yeah show me what this is about and I and I mean then being able to let go too right yes and I go that so it can be anything from you know um feeling physical pain, like tuning into physical pain or tuning mm-hmm. to emotional distress or yes. any of those kinds of things. But it can also be as basic as what does your body need from a physical, like a nourishment kind of perspective yes. as well, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. Oh, gosh. And and I think that um, I, I would add in there that sometimes um, – we need we're we're lacking like physical touch or tenderness or kindness mm-hmm. um and you know it's everyone's situation is different of course um but sometimes i mean you can have a a partner or a spouse and and still not receive the the touch that you need mm-hmm. so um like a practice that i would use and we're talking about i'm kind of jumping over to body-centered strategies here a bit, no, but that's uh, great go for it i want to yeah. hear Thank you. So is to actually take your hands and, and put them on the side of your face and hold yourself and, and just do it very gently and in very like with a loving intention, you know, I mean, you can even say to yourself, like, you are beautiful and you don't have to look in the mirror to do it you could if you want to. But I mean, just just to hold yourself and, and just really say, I see you. I I hear you. I feel you. Um that touch and and it's it's amazing when you're I mean you know you're doing it to yourself but at the same time the body's like oh <laughs> you know yeah yeah there it is well it's, it's just like our brains right I mean our brain doesn't know the difference between being in a in an actually physically dangerous you know potentially stress-provoking situation or just thinking about it or yes. just dreaming about it our brain doesn't know the difference so That's if it's right. interpreted in there as stressful then the chemicals get released and that's what that's we right. feel you yes. know it's the same thing I, I believe that would be the same thing mm-hmm. and I love that and you know what I was practicing for a while I think it was probably the summer after I completed my um level my master level in in Reiki as well mm-hmm. I was just starting to really really tune in and notice you know the different sensations in my body and notice if I had the, you know, the butterflies in my belly or the, the knot in my belly or my right. heart felt heavy, whatever. And I would just use my hand, like say, even if I was just driving <clears throat> from point mm-hmm. A to point B and it would be like, oh, I can feel it, feel it. And it was like, I'm just going to put my hand on that area. Or just put my hand over my heart. Yeah. I'm going along here. And I'm just going to sit, you know, with the intention of, of soothing, you know, yes. it's okay. And I'm present to it. Yeah. Did it ever make a difference? Oh, gosh. Well, you, you tapped into something really powerful there, Elizabeth, because, yeah, that's acknowledging that. And and so much of the time, we don't acknowledge the feelings that we have, that our body is telling us, you know, I'm scared, mm-hmm. or I'm mad, or I'm... Um, yeah. I'm, or even, I'm even the physical ones. Yes. Like, I'm hungry, and I know that this is common for a lot of people who work in, in service, because the days are busy, and there's usually a lot of responding to different people and stuff. Mm-hmm. They'll go a whole, whole day without eating anything, oh, or God. they won't use the washroom, or, mm-hmm. you know, like any of those yeah. kinds of things, um, which is just, I mean, it, that requires that we then disconnect from our bodies in order right. to, to do that, right? We can't yeah. be paying attention, or we would have to mm-hmm. stop, right, and listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, um, exactly. Any, any strategy specific to 
you know, really um, moving into a state of relaxation, anything like that that you would be able to? Oh, oh, for sure. Yes. I, and, and I think that comes into the um, meditation or even mindfulness is another way to, to look yeah. at that. Um, is, uh, it, you know, some people have a practice and they do so many minutes every day at the same time every day. And, and, you know, that, that's a great thing to do as well, too. I, I think at nighttime, if you, if you're able to, you know, sit quietly, even for five minutes, and, um, you know, kind of put your head down, put your hand on your heart or like find a position that feels comfortable to you. And just, you know, really take the time to tune in to what's there and and let the thoughts um, drift away and let them be quiet. And and um, mm-hmm. one of the things so because I think that will help us go to sleep as well, too, because sometimes you have trouble sleeping and our body's like it's still turned on so much that. Yes, yes having that quiet time is, is really good. And so even two minutes or, you know, setting a timer during the daytime, if you want to, like, if you're, if you have a, if you're working in front of a computer a lot, um, you know, setting a timer and then every so often, like taking like a minute, one minute break to just not think, Mm -hmm. stand up or sit down or what, you know, do the opposite of what you're doing and just allow yourself to have that quiet time for a moment. I know there's certainly all kinds of apps that you can download on your phone if you want to use your phone to have, like, you know, the one-minute meditation kind of thing going on. Yes, um, there definitely is, yeah. Yeah, those, I like, though, I like um, those kinds of practices for sure. Yeah, things that you can really integrate, right? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it, it, again, becomes a I'm putting it off to the side and I'll do it once a week on it, you know? <laughs> Right. That's right. Yeah. Whenever I can fit it in. So it's really learning how to tap into that. I found recently for me, it was getting really aware of what relaxation felt like in my body because most of the time I wasn't in that state. And it it kind of involved, I I went to go see a naturopath who uses Mm. Reiki and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we got right, I got right into that state and I was like, wow, I've really been missing this, you know? Mm -hmm. So now I feel more aware of the difference. Yes. And then the kinds of strategies I can bring into play, whether it's, you know, what you were talking about there with the meditation, the breathing, the, you know, um, moving my body, just different things that will help me to move into that state. Yeah. And, and even, yeah, for sure. And and sometimes I think, too, just, you know, I, I used to have a sticky note on my computer monitor that said, you know, where are your shoulders right now? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Because, you know, I'd be like, so t- I'd be tensing up and they'd be around my ears kind of a thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I got to, oh, yeah, I got to. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I used to, I used to see a massage therapist back there, back in Thunder Bay, who used to say to me, now, I wonder how your shoulders or your ears would feel if they knew that they didn't have to hold your shoulders up. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I mean, that, and that's, and that's another, that's a great example of, you know, playfulness with self-love, like, oh, just being, you know, seeing how silly, silly, yeah. we take ourselves so seriously sometimes, and it's yes. just being a little bit playful and silly to just kind of take a breather and go, oh, that's right, yeah. I don't Which is me. a gentle approach, right, rather than mm-hmm. being frustrated. Oh, this mm-hmm. has been so wonderful to have you here again today, Cindy, talking about, about this, and, you know, just really, I think giving some solid strategies that people can incorporate um, into their lives from that self-loving perspective. So, you know, the idea that we're not, it's not a chore. We're not going to force ourselves, but we are going to learn the difference between my body really wants to do this and my mind's just trying to talk me out of it 
right. or my body really wants the rest today. My yes. body doesn't want as much movement as I had yesterday, whatever it is. So it's, it again brings us back to that moment to moment, right? Yes. Space, self-connection. Yeah. There's yeah. no, um, can't set the plan, carve it in stone, and then just think it's, it's there forever and ever. The plan is actually to be present. That's right. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Well, thank you again so much. I want to remind people where they can find you. So Facebook at True Vision Coaching or through truevisioncindy at gmail.com. That's your email. So please do reach out to connect with Cindy and, um, and uh, you know, stay up to date on anything that's coming up for you. Do you have anything that's coming up in the near future that you want to let listeners know about? Um, well, I'm, I'm working away at getting my website developed. So that's... Um definitely a process uh, so I don't have anything in yes. the at the moment but it's coming it's coming it's coming it's coming that's great we'll get an update the next time you're back next month super so thank you everyone for tuning in today please be sure to check out um, my website at servingconsciously.com and again all of the um, replays for all of the sessions all of the episodes of serving consciously are um, available there on the website under radio and it just links you right up to iHeart or Spotify to gather that information so thank you for being here and thank you again cindy for being here thank you so much elizabeth always my pleasure you've been listening to serving consciously and i'll be looking forward to seeing you next time you've been listening to serving consciously with your host elizabeth bishop consciously create your approach to work visit www.elizabethbishopconsulting.com join us on every second and fourth friday at noon to continue rediscovering your passion Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. Every bunny loves honey glazed carrots, a great side dish for your springtime celebration, and a delicious compliment to a sweet, bright Moscato. Wine is made in virtually every country in the world, and I'm ready to give you a tour to find the right one. Serving lamb this season? Try it with a bold Cabernet from the trendy Paso Robles region. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine and More. Cheers! Flo here with a really weird word, buttery. Buttery? It's not quite butter, it's, it's more butterish. Or maybe buttery is like butchery or bakery, a shop that sells artisanal butter products. Dig in, America. Now a word that's even more weird, flotection. Sure, it's not really a word, but it is really good protection for your new home through me and Progressive. No ifs, ands, or butteries about it. Sorry. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.